Hello everyone, here I am. I am in the Carlisle Travel Lodge of all glamorous places. This is uh, Sunday the 28th of September and I have a bit of a, a bit of a Yarndale hangover. I am up inordinately early so I thought I would, while it was fresh in my mind, tell you a little bit about my purchases at Yarndale. My first ever Yarndale was fantastic. Let's probably start on Friday. I got to Edinburgh later than planned. I went um, to see lovely Jess at Ginger Twist um, because her, her and Claire Divine had some news to tell me, something exciting, but due to child nap time woes, then Claire couldn't be there, so and Jess wouldn't give anything away. So I had a lovely uh, catch-up with her, some tea, and really, really good to catch up. And I love her shop. It's a lovely yarny sanctuary. So that was that was really nice. And then I hopped on a train to Carlisle and got to Carlisle in the evening. And I just thought, I'm going to go to bed because tomorrow is going to be immense. And I was up at the crack of dawn and got to the train station waiting for the yarn train from Edinburgh to come rolling in about 20 to 8 so that we could all get on the train 10 to 8 and then I got a tweet from Claire to say I may have to use my diversionary tactics and my community theatre skills to create a delay because their train was delayed and they were going to be 5 or 10 minutes late So I went to the ticket office to speak to a member of staff who was, let's just say, less than helpful, who said that they couldn't do anything to stop the train, uh, the Carlisle-Skipton train, because another train was delayed. And so I was just getting on the train and she said that they thought that they were about 10 minutes away. And so I said, shall I fake a faint? Wasn't sure if I could cope with it for 10 minutes, but she said, no, no, not worry, not to worry, just carry on. Um, I spent a really, although I was by myself, a really, really lovely two-hour train journey to Skipton from Carlisle. What a beautiful, beautiful landscape on that journey. You're going through, sort of through and around the Yorkshire Dales National Park. Oh, my goodness, I... I really wish that the train would slow down sometimes so I could take some photos out of the window, which I did a couple of times, but most of it looks like it's taken from a train going past at high speed. So (laughs) what a wonderful, wonderful train journey. I would definitely do that again. I would definitely come to Yarndale again and do that trip in a heartbeat. It was it was really, really beautiful. And, you know, first thing in the morning when the sun was rising, it was quite breathtaking. Then I had slight... um, (laughs) A slight knitwear emergency when my button fell off of my lush, and so I had to do <laughs> went diving into my block sack to get out my whip bag, only to find that the my little treasure tin from uh, Louise Hunt with all my stitch markers and needles and thread and things in it wasn't in there. And I thought, oh God, how am I gonna manage to do <laughs> sort this out? And so I MacGyvered which is the best term possible, MacGyvered, a system whereby I used a Kirby grip from my hair to loop the button back through the fabric 
and sort of using it like a crochet hook, managed to secure it that way. And then for just extra good measure, I, I stuck the curb grip through the back of the fabric and through the where I brought the button through to um, secure it on there. And I'm pleased to say that it um, stayed secure the whole entire day. <laughs> so that was quite an emergency, uh, as you can imagine. I got to Skipton and suddenly thought, oh, how am I going to get to Yarndale from here? Because, you know, when you're planning on going somewhere with a group of people, you know, there's like that, some sort of collective thing that happens where somebody knows where you're going and you all just follow them like some sort of field, morphic field or something like that. Is that the right word? Is that the thing that keeps starlings flocking together? I think so. Yes. So I thought, oh crap, sticks, how am I going to get there? Thankfully, there was a bus. And not just any bus. It was um, an old London double-decker bus with the um, hop-on, hop-off entrance at the back. Um, Really lovely touch. Um, there were two of them which did shuttles from Skipton to from the Skipton train station through the town to the auction mart, and it was a really, really nice touch. And inside was all decorated with um, crocheted sheep, and there was bunting, and it was lovely. I, I managed to get a picture as it was drawn up, so I will put that on the show notes. Before I, I left the station at Skipton, I needed to go to the toilet, and when I came out, I noticed somebody wearing a lush cardigan and it was Amanda Collins otherwise known as Owl Print Panda um, and we realised that we'd been on the same train <laughs> not known that and so she was waiting um, at the station to meet Walk You Home aka Lauren Smith whose jumper um, design from the uh, most recent Nitty issue was in Ginger Twist studio it's beautiful Cube's sweater, fantastically cropped and really beautiful and bright. So, yeah, I got on the yarn yarn bus with everyone and there was a real sense of excitement and buzz uh, with everybody on the bus. I think they were really tickled by the bus, actually, as well. You know, everyone was cramming upstairs to sit on the top deck. Got to Yarndale. The queue was massive! And I thought, oh no, I've got a ticket, why well, why have I got to stand in that queue? And then thankfully a nice gentleman came along and said, if you've got a ticket, there's a much shorter queue over there. So, and quite right to the left of the, the huge long queue, there was a very, very short queue for advanced tickets uh, sales. So, stood in the queue, got my ticket out, got inked by the Yarndale helper uh, who uh, stamped me with a Yarndale stamp with a sheep on it, which is still sort of on my arm. (laughs) And I sort of stood by the door for a moment and sort of take in the the atmosphere and I sort of felt Yarndale, you know, coming up through the soles of my feet in that auction mart and feeling the sort of energy of it was... Really good. I think we got there about an hour after it, it had the doors had opened, and um, yeah, it was a really good feeling about it. There was a really good buzz about the place, and I thought, right, okay. I had my brochure in hand, and I I had printed off the the exhibitor list at home, and I had sort of ticked off all the places that I wanted to go and see, and all the vendors that I wanted to go and see, and then of course, helpfully, I left that at home. But thankfully you got a brochure when when you um, came in the door. But 
the same thing happened at Woolfest. You have your bags, or well, I had a, a rucksack um, and my jacket because it was a lovely day. But of course, I'm Scottish, so I take a jacket wherever I go. And you have this brochure, and you have your camera, and you have a phone, you know, and you're carrying all these things, and you know, with all the best intentions, you go, oh yes, I see where all these stands are, and here's the list of all the places that um, are, are, you know, all the vendors that are at these stands. But it's not so easy to flick through the book and walk around, and you know, not bump into people and bash people with your bags and things. So. First thing I did was started wandering around, but I didn't wander around in any methodical way, which was stupid, um, because they're they're just aisles of pens. So really, you know, you should start down one and get to the top and work down another one and and do it like that. Except you're going down these aisles and you see something down, you know, the one that you're walking down, and then to the right of you, you see something else, and you go, ooh, and you zoom off down that way, and zigzag, and sort of maze your way through it, and I, I think I need to get learn to be a bit more methodical about that. So the first stop I made was to see Lal Bear, Ursula, and uh, it was really, really lovely to meet her, and she, I had um, bought some yarn from her on uh, Ravelry from the classified ads because as I mentioned last time she's retiring and she was having a little clear out and so I bought some yarn bought some yarn from her and said I would pick it up at at Yarndale and it was so lovely to meet her, we made a really good chat and said some lovely things about the bit that was in the Guardian this week I was uh, sent an email on Thursday, Thursday? Wednesday by someone who writes for The Guardian that I know through uh, Ravelry. Her name is Jago. Uh, Amelia um, is her real name. And Jago is her Ravelry name. And she'd got in touch to say that she wanted to write a repost to a bit written on the fashion blog on Wednesday afternoon by The Invisible Woman about the Fashion and Textiles Museum, which was, which was fine. Um, but what she had said in her closing um, sort of sentiments was that as a knitter she found that it was an increasingly expensive hobby and knitting with wool wasn't a cheap option anymore and so Amelia wanted to write a repost to that and thought that I would be a good person to get a quote from so that went on the Guardian fashion blog on Thursday which I thought was absolutely hilarious because while it went up I was sitting at home wearing ripped jeans and my if I'm sitting I'm knitting t-shirt and I was and I was mentioned on the fashion blog I thought that was absolutely hilarious but yeah I've had so many positive comments about that and lots of people spoke to me about it yesterday at Yarndale and were really you know thought it was really lovely that somebody was championing wool in the press because as you know I get really annoyed about lazy journalism about knitting and wool. Uh, I would direct you to my blog post bandwagoning stereotypes hashtag and knitting if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah Ursula had lots of lovely things to say about um, about that and um, about British we got talking about British wool in general and how more discerning knitters are becoming about using you know British breeds and rare breeds and it was really lovely to talk to her and I wished her a happy retirement and I would tell her that she should come up to Shetland Wool Week next year because she won't have any commitments work-wise and 
she thought that was a good idea. And so then the rest of the day, I made it my my ploy to ask as many people to come to Shetlandville Week next year as possible. So I picked up my yarn from from her, which was five skeins of British Blueface Leicester um, in a dark natural brown colour, which... I have plans for and after I visited Lyle Bear then I sort of zigzagged down to John Arbin and I there was lots of lovely things on on their on their stall they had a huge stall they had fiber and they had yarn and they had their socks and as always a really 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 appealing stall they had some some sort of odds and ends that you weighed out and you could weigh you know they were charging by the hundred hundred grams and so I managed to get about two hundred grams of odds and ends of their viola in the North Sea colourway, all of the same dialogue for about seven pounds, which was really good. So I got that I thought that was really restrained of me spending only seven pounds in the John Arbin stall. Then I went down to the entrance to meet the people from the yarn train and <laughs> Jess and Claire came sort of walking up the ramp, sort of waving and um, I said, you know, you took your time guys. So on also on that train, I didn't get to meet, because there was about 15 of them and I actually didn't get to meet everybody, but um, I met Cece from the Geeky Girls and it was really nice to meet her and Kirsty, who had an amazing shawl on and Joe was there, Shiny Bee's Joe. Oh, Shova as well, another person that had had been on the Girls Go World on tour trip to Glasgow with us. Um, so it was a bit of a, a whirlwind uh, meeting them. And then they sort of, because they had been delayed and they had to train to catch again at five o'clock, then they felt like they were on the clock. You know, they, they felt they were on supermarket sweep. But they had an agenda, even more of an agenda um, to get around as many stalls as possible. So I sort of left them to it. And, and then what happened... I should be looking at my yarn, which is... All my yarn is now in my suitcase, which is a bit silly that I can't really talk about it, but I have pictures of them because I took pictures last night. I laid it all out in the bed, and I think I can hardly say it's the best bed in a travel lodge ever because of all that yarn. I went seeking out Sheepfold because I have been in touch with them a little bit over the last wee while uh, about trips to Shetland and things, and... It was really, really nice to meet the ladies. Alice had been to Shetland and I hadn't got the chance to meet up with her because of things that were going on at that time. Uh, but it was so nice to visit the stall and they were so welcoming. And um, there I had bought some... Uh, last uh, last time I was at Woolfest um, last year that I bought some Gotland, silvery Gotland from them, which they didn't have this time. But they did have light grey Welsh yarn and Swaledale yarn and their Suffolk and Jacob Marl which I really like and I still I'm sort of harbouring this idea to knit a British breeds blanket which I talked about in the last podcast or dreamt about in the last podcast Um, and I think it would be nice to get as many breeds in there as possible so I bought those um, very, very well-priced yarns. Uh, I think the Welsh and the Swaledale were £2.25 each, and the Jacobs and Suffolk Marl was £2.75. So again, there you go. British breed wool, well under the £5 mark. So after a lovely chat 
on the sheepfold stall. It, I mean, it was just really, really nice to meet up with them because I sort of had been emailing them and been in touch and on Twitter since the first days of doing Knit British and they've always been really helpful and they are all about the sheep breed yarns and members of the Rare Breed Survival Trust, they really, really do love what they do and love the animals and it's really fantastic to see that enthusiasm. I was really sort of buoyed up after visiting them. After visiting them, where did I go after that? I went, I'm looking at my pictures to see if I can get any inspiration. <laughs> um, oh, I went to Ripple's Crafts. Um, I hadn't found Helen, and then quite by chance, we were, I was walking through an aisle and I bumped into her, um, and it was really lovely to see her. Um, and I I said, where are you? I've not, I've not found you yet. So she, she led me to her fantastic stall, another lovely big stall, really bright and colourful, wool everywhere. And I wanted to buy myself some of the lovely BFL four-ply yarn with the Donegal Tweedy Nips. I I had bought some uh, from uh, from Helen at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and made the Ishbel shawl for my sister and I wanted to make one for myself ever since. So I got a beautiful colour called Ascent Lochs, really beautiful dark peaty colours, purples, Little, all those lovely little flecks um, of, of Tweedy Nips. So I know that's going to be a lovely Ishbel shawl. And the other yarn that I bought was a very similar colour. Um, it's called Ascent Peat. Um, and that is four-ply BFL and silk. And when I say that the luster and shine just oozes out of the yarn, you just have to... You'll just have to believe me. I'll, I'll put up a picture. But beautiful, really, really beautiful shine and beautiful softness. So, I uh, yes, those are my purchases from Helen. And it was nice to have a lovely chat with her too. I didn't do much recording at all. I recorded an interview with Claire Devine and Jess James from uh, Ginger Twist about something very exciting that I can't talk about until next month. So... Um, more on that soon. But it was quite difficult to, as again, again manoeuvre microphones and things. And everybody that I was seeking out that I wanted to speak to were really, really busy, uh, understandably so, first day of, of Yarndale. Um, I should have stayed for the weekend and maybe caught some people um, today. But that's by the by. I was uh, walking down one of the aisles and met someone who said, I know that cardigan. And it was uh, Hannah, uh, otherwise known as Dana Broad on Ravelry and Twitter. And she took part in the Lush Knit Along. She didn't have her Lush with her because I think it still needs button bands. But it was really lovely to meet her. And she came to the podcast meetup later as well. I've got a picture of her and Louise Pants from Ravelry um, having a good conversation over their knitting. <laughs> then I went to... Oh, Laxton's were there, the mill, and that was really good. They had a lovely selection of all the yarn bases that they have. A lot of Falkland Merino, um, Merino and Silk, um, BFL and Alpaca. Um, what my eye was drawn to was... The BFL and Massam blend, which is a really lovely um, soft marl, soft grey, even slightly 
slightly blue very 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 pretty yarn i bought some in the double knit and in the ro roving singles and really lovely soft yarn i'm looking forward to knitting something with that um, and also it can go into this dreamt up um, british bead sheet blanket that i'm gonna do <laughs> and they were really passionate about their yarn and you know they were um really interested in what people were going to do with it and um, you know very keen that people enjoy the yarn that they bought from Laxons and that, uh, that was really lovely uh, lovely to meet them. Oh, then I went to Wensleydale Longwell Sheep Shop to show off my Lush and their stall was absolutely packed and they had lots of uh, one skein kits uh, that I hadn't seen when I was at Woolfest last year. I possibly missed them. Lots of lovely sheepy bunting and really beautiful kerchief patterns and lots and lots of um, uh, printed patterns and lots and lots of yarn. Some in different colourways. It was it was uh, nice to go and say hello and they had provided a prize for the lush knit along. So somebody will be benefiting from from uh, one of their one skein kit. Then I was in Hilltop Cloud and somebody came up behind me and said, I recognise that lush. <laughs> and it was Nick from Tales from the Plain and we had a big hug and it was lovely to see her. We explained to uh, her, her friend that we'd never met before. It was just one of these, these people that you talk to on the internet for a couple of years and, you know, uh, you suddenly meet at an event and thankfully they're just as nice in real life as they are on Twitter. And it, so it was really nice to meet her, my uh, fellow Whip Crackaway co-host. And so we had arranged to meet in the uh, by the podcast meetup and we had decided to meet in the cafe in the pens we had tried to get in contact with Yarndale about them setting aside a nice area but unfortunately there wasn't much of a, a reply from them so CC had um, organised an area to meet in the cafe in the food pens and it was cramped but it was really really nice it was nice to see all the lushes Isla was there, Isla111 on Ravelry, and her friend uh, Sheena, who I follow on Twitter, it was really nice to see her. They had seemed to have a really lovely relaxed day. They had got there well before the place opened, had gone for a lovely walk, had moseyed around. They had done their research, they knew exactly where they wanted to go. They had quite an easy day of it, actually. <laughs> so Cece was there uh, from the Geeky Girls, and... Um, Nick from Yarns in the Plain and me and uh, Joe from the Shiny Bees podcast and Amy from Knits Pink Cake. Amy had her UK alpaca lush on and Isla had her Brigantia lush on and I had my Wensleydale one on and Joe hadn't finished knitting the button bands but she brought her blacker Falkland Swan lush with it which is just that is a delightful wool. That is a really amazing, smooshy, fluffy, gorgeous yarn. So she brought hers. Then Louise Pants, which I think is Louise Riley from Dundee, who I've been talking to on Twitter for a while at Ravelry, and it was really lovely to meet her. Uh, she had her British Blueface Blend, great, lovely grey uh, lush on that was uh, made from artisanal yarn. And Shova had um, her was a fantastic uh, pink dark coloured lush made in rainbow heirloom yarn which is the yarn dyed by Emily Vessel of 
tin can knits. And we, we sort of, some of us sort of descended along the tin can knit stall where Emily was there with her lovely wee baby. Uh, <laughs> and we sort of descended with our lushes and she had a fantastic lush on, a really beautiful turquoise cropped lush, really, really pretty. And also on her stall was Jess's Lush, which was knit also knit in Rainbow Heirloom. She knitted that before the Lush podcast, but then she knitted a, a small person size one for the shop. So it was Lushes aplenty. And then apparently there were other people wearing Lush also. I went to the Skane Queen stall and somebody on there said, Is it, was it purposeful that you're all wearing these Lushes? It's a, it's a very popular cardigan pattern and there was lots of people at Yarndale wearing the same, very same garment. So fantastically well attired. And who else was at the podcaster meetup? I also met Ruth Crafts, who I've just started following on Twitter. So it was really nice to meet her. Dana Broad, Hannah was there. It was just a, it was just a bit whirlwindy, but it really fantastic and really nice to meet up with everybody there. And then after the podcaster meetup, then it was a bit like I need to find people now and say hello before I have to go and somebody that I wanted to say hello to but I hadn't found was Susan Crawford because I'd gone round in this unmethodical manner but I eventually found Susan and that was lovely to chat to her about yarn and British wool and all things Chitland Wool Week so that was lovely and it was nice to meet her but I missed so many lovely people by going round in this sort of unmethodical manner and then there was obviously a last dash. Um, it had kind of quietened down, though, um, and so I, w- I sort of managed to be able to go and see some of the stalls that I um, wanted to make purchases from. One of those stalls was Hilltop Cloud, which I had gone back to because I had had to dash off um, and interview Jess and Claire. But I think I mentioned before that I had learned to drop spindle um, a few years ago and wanted to get back into that and and I do have plenty of fibre at home but I, I wanted to buy fibre from Helltop Cloud because Katie dyes the most fantastic colours and has the most beautiful fibres um, really really beautiful and when I went back then there were braids hanging from the wall and I made a beeline for them really fantastic um, colours. I picked a beautiful braid which is ochre and orange and uh, yellow and green and grey and just lovely and on the the label it says it is 50% merino, 25% Shetland, 12.5% mulled silk and 12.5% baby alpaca. Now that is a whole heap of luxury in that It was only £8 for 100 grams and Katie told me that this is brand new and uh, it was making its debut at Yarndale and it's beautiful, really, really beautiful and I think it's a fantastic price for such beautifully dyed and fantastically luxurious fibres. I also bought um, another braid of Superwash uh, British BFL and Ramey, which is 100 grams for... uh, Uh, £12 and it is dark purple and greens and really, really dark, beautiful colours. And so I'm looking forward to to spinning that as well, although it'll probably take me ages. And I also bought a new spindle. Now there were heaps of spindles on offer, heaps and heaps. 
but the one that I was really drawn to were from Spin City. I'll put the details on the show notes of her Etsy shop. But these spindles have whorls which are clear plastic with pressed flowers in them. And not just pressed flowers, but there are there are ones with shells in them and really, really, really pretty designs. And I spoke to the girl, which I'm so sorry that I can't remember her name, but the the lady from Spin City, and she said that she picks the flowers and presses them herself and makes the the spindle herself. So it's a it's it's proper handmade. <laughs> and uh, the ones with the shells, she goes beachcombing for. And I just thought it was really sweet. Don't really need another spindle, but. Um, I just was really drawn to it and I thought I'm having myself one of that so I've got one with beautiful um, wild pressed flowers and it's really sweet, really really sweet. And the other place that I wanted, the other stall that I wanted to visit and I did in that last Mad Dash was to the Skin Queen stall and she had, because I wanted some more Uzi and I bought some uh, but there was only one skein of it uh, and I could have done with two to make make a jumper or something but I'll make something fantastic um, from it. I, I reviewed Uzi on the show before. Uh, it's a Scottish um, down cross, a really robust double knit weight, um, fantastically soft and smooshy, um, full of air and loveliness and this one that I bought has got some greys and lavenders um, colours in it, really, really nice and massive, a really good sized skein, I think it's 500 metres and 200 grams so that is a pretty fantastic size ball of yarn and that was really it that was all I had time for before I had to get on the bus and truck back to Skipton station to get the train back to Carlisle so I just loved it and I was walking around pens and the yarn fumes were just very heady in places and it was quite an overwhelming um, feeling in a nice way I have to say in a very very nice way and everything was set out beautifully they had lots of areas which is a shame we didn't know about for the podcast and meetup but there was lots of areas with just chairs that you could sit in amongst the pens and and relax and knit and catch your breath and talk to people and it was really well laid out really well spaced out another stall that I visited was Blacker um, and I got some fantastic yarn uh, to tell you about uh, in the future Um, a new yarn from them totally British and utterly fantastic um, so that, more from, from them um, but I think the mixture of vendors that they had and sellers was brilliant you, but you, I think you do need the two days or you need you know to be there on the doorstep when they open and be the last ones to be pushed out to see every, absolutely everything and see the people that you want to see and buy from the sellers that you want to buy from I have to apologise and say that I didn't find Sylvan Tiger, Katie Pierce. Um, I was really looking forward to saying hello to her. I didn't find Anne Kingston, um, and I really wanted to say hello to her. I saw her sister <laughs> uh, walking along the aisles, but I didn't find that. I, I think I'm wondering if they're wondering if they're in the same aisle that I've just missed, um, or that I've periodically kept sort of passing by. Didn't get to say hello to Mindful Knits, who was on the, I think it was on the cut or on the turn stall. I've been following her on Twitter for a long time and I'm sad to not have seen her. 
And who else? The, it was just, again, it, it was lovely to meet the people that I met and it was lovely to be recognised for my cardigan <laughs> um, by people that I didn't know but who have been on Ravelry or Twitter. Or, um, really nice to meet um, podcast listeners and it was really good to meet up with um, my lovely friends. Sort of put the world to rights a little bit. And yeah, it was a fantastic experience. I would definitely go again another year, but I would definitely do the two days and probably stay in Skipton, which I was very sad not to have what was described to me as the best chips in Yorkshire um, at Busy Lizzie's, but I didn't have enough time to make it back up there um, before my train, so I had to make do with the Morrison's uh, salad box, which was lovely. Um, and got back to Carlisle about 20 to 9 and then collapsed on the bed surrounded by yarn. <laughs> um, it was fantastic. It was really lovely to meet people. It was really lovely to see meet Nick for the first time and also she had a bag of her dyed yarn which is gorgeous, just gorgeous. She's fun. She's a really great dyer, really, really great colours and um, lovely bases. Uh, uh, so yeah, that was Yarndale and I will put up pictures and links on the show notes and you can, I, I was really rubbish at taking pictures, I took some pictures of the fantastic mandalas, there was pictures of the uh, little lush flash mob, um, but I was really crap <laughs> at taking pictures, um, so uh, you'll have to make do with the ones that I did take and the photos of the yarn that I took afterwards, that's probably enough because I need to get a shugle on and get packed and head back to Edinburgh today and back to Shetland tonight so thank you very much for listening I thank you if I met you at the weekend and nice to say hello to you and I'll see you all again very 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 soon bye now Knit British supports wool grown, spun and dyed in the UK. The links are on the show page at www.knitbritish.net. You'll always find me there, as well as on Ravelry as Lira, and on Twitter as knit underscore British. You can email me, louise, at knitbritish.net.